Before we start with today's show, we wanted to let you know that we have set up a Facebook group, aka an actual digital club. So we're now going to be able to hang out properly, discuss all things self-care, share stories and be a proper community where we get to be with each other. The link is in the show notes or you can just go to Facebook and search self-care clubbers. So please come and join us. We can't wait to have you there. It's already up and thriving, isn't it, Lauren? Yeah, and people have been chatting all weekend about what they've been doing and it's just really cute. I'm loving it. So please come join us and we hope to see you there. To assist us with this week, we have enlisted the help of Chris Lovett, author of Discovery of Less. Chris is a minimalist author, speaker and simplicity coach. Through his blogs and his seminars, he unlocks the potential of doing less and believes that when we focus on less, we achieve so much more. Welcome to the show. Hi guys, how are you doing? Good. So tell us, what is a minimalist mindset, Chris? Well, we, we're starting hard, aren't we? We're already yeah, well, we're going in. We, we have to know because I actually don't have any idea about this <laughs> and I definitely don't have a minimalist anything. Oh, so I'm I'm very open and I and I definitely want to declutter my mind and my life. Well, I think you've nailed it. Is that it? Nailed. Am I done? Can yeah, I go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's class class so dismissed. Um, firstly, thank you so much for the intro. Can you come and do all of my intros? Because Any time. That's so <laughs> any time. Yeah, the kind of minimalist mindset is kind of the evolution of the activity of decluttering, which we kind of all know and some of us love. It's that the next layer of your mind. It's almost like, what else can I remove? What else can I be intentional about? So we're talking things like your digital stuff. So your relationship with tech, for example, and your phone and your laptop and your emails and then going into your career and things like, meetings and work and so basically it's your whole view of the world and when you look at things you go does that add value so it's not just talking about the physical stuff we're taking it into your digital your the stories that you tell yourself you know whether we're right or wrong (laughs) or whether we are being too harsh on ourselves or overconfident those types of the mindset where I'm kind of trying to support people with at the moment so it's not just about the decluttering of the dvd collection or the clothes or furniture dvd collection you're not decluttering he had a very large collection of dvds and records like huge massive was taking up a lot of space in your place right yeah yeah and and who who is what who's even got a dvd player anymore someone asked me that the other day have Uh, you got one no 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 no. so there's very little point having the dvds this point yeah that's why i was questioning it then you can sell them on music magpie and <laughs> other so, and other places other places are available yeah who even are you yeah. <laughs> who is this person to my what? right <laughs> music magpie anyway yeah. laura's done the research yeah she's she read your book yeah beautiful yeah. thank you so much i mean i can only apologize but lauren reads the books in this relationship that's how it works you see i do all the editing nicole's just pretty <laughs> <laughs> Well, we all, we all have our services, right? We all have the reason why we're Nicole here. Nicole is so fucking rude. <laughs> and she lifts heavy stuff. She lifts stuff. And also, she edits it all. I do. Right. It's yeah. all. But yeah. Do you look pretty lifting stuff? Yeah, of course she does. And course, she looks pretty yeah. when she edits stuff as well. Because God knows how she does that. Well, She's some say. sort of technological whiz kid. 
I must say, I mean, you're both looking amazing today. No. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. It's all right. But Should we, we embarrass her even more? Can we? No, I, it's it's no. actually not. Oh, she's not embarrassing me. She's embarrassing the show. <laughs> you're embarrassing yourself, oh Lauren. You're embarrassing yourself. Wow. No, that didn't take long. That didn't take long. I told you before you came in, we'd had a row. Yeah. So there's already tension. Yeah. Terrible yeah. tension. Terrible. It's awful. We're going to get a couple of therapy. It. I can feel it in the room. Over the new year. <laughs> I can feel it's the tension. True. When. <laughs> <laughs> When you talk about clutter, you don't just mean material stuff, right? So what are the other types of clutter that people hoard? Yeah, so obviously we know all know about the physical stuff that kind of impacts our environment that we live in. We're probably, probably looking at it now, if you're listening to this podcast, we might be looking around our room going, why on earth have I got all them books? But it's also our relationship with tech. You know, we are probably available 24-7. Yes. Um, and so how do we handle the next or the latest organ of attached to our body, which is our phones? Yeah, so things like yeah. text messages, apps, emails, etc. So we so we do a lot of digital decluttering or digital detoxing, which is probably a, a more kind of well known term. So I go out and talk a lot about how we can question our relationship with tech. Career's been a big one recently because of the great resignation that we might have all heard of since covid where people are now looking at their careers and going is this what i really want to do with my yeah. life but actually because they've never really done anything different or they've been in a role for so long uh, maybe the fear of changing jobs or changing careers is super uncomfortable uh, but we can still use those same kind of tactics and uh, and approaches to decluttering your stuff to you know, decluttering your career and not just getting rid of it, but changing it all together and being more intentional, which is obviously where that kind of Marie Kondo approach yeah. comes from, the yeah. spark joy and yeah. bring intention into your environment and stuff. So I'm pretty much just the, the Cockney bloke version of, of Marie that. Kondo. Yeah. What about yeah. like decluttering your social life? Yeah, all of that. All of that. Friends, um, that's been a big part of a lot of people, a lot of clients that I work with has been decluttering relationships. Yeah. Mm. Uh, whether they are romantic ones or personal ones or even like work ones. Yeah. Anything that you have in your life that does not add value or make you better is potentially up for the coal. Okay. I like, oh my better, God. She's, she's looking at she me. Looks at you. She's wow. looking at me. You better watch your back. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's scary in here this morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, hopefully I can bring a bit of levity. Oh, I oh. So I'm feeling I'm feeling the gravity of the, uh, <laughs> of the room. How does someone start? Where do they begin with decluttering their life? Uh, read the book. No, I'm joking. You no, that's to, great. No, you uh, do have to read the book. What's it called? Discovery of Less. Discovery of Less. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's all right. It's not a bad read, actually, even if I do say so myself. You should um, say so yourself. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a fun little experience. But yeah, anywhere that's easy, I would say. Um I think I've got my phone on me. I've got this in my coat, but we could have done a little thing live where if you've got your phones on you, uh, you can start really easy by just deleting one app. Let's do it. Yeah. Oh, let's got your do phone. it. Oh, okay, yeah. let's do it. Let's so do if, it. If you've got your, anyone that you're listening, if you've got your phone probably actually on you, yeah. maybe in your hand. I mean, I actually I've, did do this. As the I've other just week. gone on, yeah. there's something called Dice on my phone. I What's that? Don't know. Dice. Don't know. It's an app called Dice. It's I've got no app, idea what it is. Is it? Yeah, because I might have used the f used that a few times. Oh, it is a ticket app. There we go. Yeah, yeah. I don't need that. Well, there we go. Get rid of it then. Look, I'm really sorry 
to be a smug bitch. After I read your book, I did two things. Yeah. One, deleted apps that I no longer wanted. Two, unsubscribed from email spam. So every morning when the email came in from companies that like to spam you every day, I unsubscribe because I don't need that shit in my inbox every single morning. So I'm sorry, I'm not sorry, I'm proud. I've done a little bit of digital decluttering. Yes. I'm doing I'm it now. For I'm this doing week. it now. Go on. I yeah. am. I'm doing it. And and can I give you an added bit? When you get two unwanted emails today, unsubscribe from there them. Yeah, from I, but the I do company. that. I do do that a lot because we did a week on digital detox yeah. ages ago, yeah. and I hate having all that rubbish in my inbox. Those kind of have it. Some stuck. things have stuck. Yeah. Lauren thought I was actually. You know what? There's been an app on my phone called, I'm not going to say what it is. Yeah. It's a game. It's like a puzzle game. Yeah. Yeah. And they notify me every single morning at 8 a.m. Yeah. And at 8 a.m. every morning, I think, I really need to remove that because I just don't need that notification yep. coming up. Yep. I have just removed well it. Well nice. done. Yes. Thank you, Chris. That's Thank all right. You. My pleasure. What, what are the benefits of being a minimalist? What are you going to gain in your life? Uh, short answer. More money, more time, more resources, more energy. Um less stress less hassle less cleaning less tidying up but ultimately yeah there's sounds there's, good love yeah, it yeah so um it's not a bad trade-off right you know no. get rid of some of your stuff and gain yeah. all this other uh all this other kind of experience but i mean from my personal perspective i gained things like confidence i gained things that you probably can't measure so much like you know additional time in my day uh, less stress actually ironic bit is that i actually earned more money because without the stuff i got into better habits of buying actual shit that i really needed rather than stuff that was just clogging up my cupboards and things like that so i spent less i spent better and i actually cluttered my career as well as you know lauren in the book i changed my career completely which then made my what because i don't know what what were you doing and so i was catching bad guys from behind a desk he was a criminal mastermind. I was a criminal analyst. Yeah, so that was my day job, catching bad people. And That, that sounds really fun. I know, it did for like, for like the first time to 10 years. Yeah. And then after a while, it kind of gets a bit monotonous and you kind of think, is this it? Yeah. And I didn't want to get stuck. And there's a uh, there's a bit in there that where I talk about this balloon, almost like a like a 10-year anniversary. So if people that have been in companies for a long time, sometimes you kind of get little prizes for for loyalty right well done for sticking it out so long thank you for sitting on your ass for 10 years and over time the type of prizes got worse and worse and worse and the 10 year it weren't a holiday into bahamas or anything no i'm gutted about that to be honest <laughs> so that was like a company year. pen um yeah no i just got balloon a, bal- like, a balloon a balloon a balloon yeah. like you're an eight-year-old yeah you go there you go mate here's one a, balloon here's a balloon uh, 10 on it was it helium i don't know was this well, it was kind of like deflated anyway which oh, like it was just like it was like insult. a metaphor it yeah. was like a metaphor yeah. to my whole career and i was yeah. like oh it used to be really quite tight and full we're talking about balloons as metaphors now. yeah yeah um but yeah it was just and i was like i gotta go because i've got to go to better myself and so i went from being uh kind of catching bad guys behind a tesco managing managing a, a department of investigators analysts which which is great to a point and now i'm a coach so yeah, so I help people be better, basically, and yeah, so that my income got better, my career fulfillment got better, everything was just better. Yeah. Um, and through that journey of letting go of the things that didn't make me better, 
that's some of the advantages is that better career, um, better view on life and better home environment as well because it's nice. Yeah. You were stepping into your potential. I love that. <laughs> I love that. And yeah, coach would know. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's great. Yeah, yeah. So where do, where seriously speaking, because we sort of skipped over it a little bit with, I think Laura and I had a bit of a row. Where do people start? You said, read the book. Like where else? Yeah, if someone yeah. is feeling overwhelmed and very yeah. cluttered and full in their life, what what would your advice be? Yeah. So the, so the app kind of practice gets you into the habit of seeing things disappear. It's very oh, high nice. reward, low risk, because yeah. at any point you can just download it again, yeah, probably sure. for free, right? Yeah. Um, but whilst we're talking about like physical stuff, a lot of people like to go do the big stuff first because it might take up a lot of space. But actually, my view on it is take it easy, because this is a bit of a journey where you might come across sentimental items that might block your progress. So a tiny drawer, your bathroom... Uh, even like the book collection, the book collection is is actually really good because sometimes it's in view. Yeah. And if you have people around your house, you might have your bookcase near you as well. So there's a Japanese word called, I think it's called sunduku, which is to collect books, but not to read. So it's basically you give yourself a view of the world that I am well educated, I'm well learned, I'm well read. But actually you've got no time, no intention yeah. of reading yeah. any of those books mm. anyway. So have a look at the books that you've got and potentially start to take a few off uh, off your shelves and, and start that way. But yeah, start really easy. And then once you start seeing the wins, you start getting more confident and braver. And then you can tackle some of the other things like old photographs that are stuck in shoeboxes on top of a cabinet. Or some of the clothes that you haven't worn for years, but maybe saving for a special occasion. Oh, I've got so many of those. Saving for a special occasion. Yeah, or yeah. saving till I can fit into the, yeah. all that nonsense. Do you know what my friend of mine said the other day? You know, like those glasses, like the crystal glasses that you used yes. to only bring out for... Yeah. Best. Yeah. Use yeah. the glasses. Just use the glasses, yeah. Well, you know, we said this <laughs> when we did our week of decluttering, because we did that a while ago. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> my stepfather, who died about 10 years ago, he always had this thing about not saving for best. Yeah, and nice. something about him dying made me stop doing that. It's like, oh, I've got this lovely candle, but I won't burn it because <laughs> yeah. I must save it for best. Well, what's the we day? Are, what what's the for? special yeah. day when the candle gets burnt? Yeah. So yeah, actually yeah. now... I use my nice crockery and I do use the nice glasses and I will burn the candle because I'm like, well, I could get hit by a bus tomorrow. Sorry, I know that's dark. You don't. She, just, she doesn't like it when I'm dark. Okay. But what are you saving for? When is best? Best is today, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I'm not into that. Best is today. What, yeah, yeah. Um, what stops people Sound from bite. letting go <laughs> of their clutter? Edit. Nice. Thanks. Get that, James. <laughs> what stops people from letting go of their clutter? Um... Let me turn this on you. What stopped you when you did your decluttering? Was there anything that stopped you? Nothing, Nothing stopped me. Nothing. I was all systems go, wow. go, go. Right, she's the wrong person to, to ask. I, I rainbow code my book, my books. So, I, you know, I'm there. I'm fully invested. You're in. You're in. She's in. So my husband thinks I'm a hoarder. Okay. I don't think I'm a hoarder. Do you think I'm a hoarder? Only of cowpole syringes. <laughs> That's so niche. That's such a niche. You know, I don't, I don't know if you have children, but when they're sick, they have liquid paracetamol. It's called cowpole. And yeah. every single bottle that you buy comes with a little syringe, not with a needle, but just a disposer. So you can get the right amount out and shoot it into their mouths. Nice. Nicole had, I, could, I counted them, 26 cowpole <laughs> you syringes. In, in a, it was in a neat Tupperware in the kitchen cupboard. But, you know, 
she she has two children, so maximum she needs is two. Twenty six. She's not got an orphanage going on. <laughs> not yet. Not, not yet. yet. You know what? A lot of people have is those goo pots, the glass ones. Yes, yes. I've got loads yes. of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's one I've seen recently. It's like yeah, I've got loads of those. What will you ever use these for? Peanuts. Um, and you know peanuts, what? Yeah. I never use them. And I entertain a lot. I actually yeah, yeah. do use mine, but I have six. And if I ever more come into the house, they go into the recycling. I will only keep six. I do hoard jam jars, and you do know that now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I tried so, to make a dressing in her house this week. She's like, where are the jam jars? She I said, I don't like, have any what? jam jars. I don't have jam jars. I said, well, how do you shake it? What do you shake a dressing in? I said, I buy a dressing. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Like go. a normal fucking person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you shake your dressing in? I'm I've like, never that's not a thing. That. That's only a thing in your world. And yeah. the fact that you think it's a thing yeah. is worrying and me. And then I said to her, but what if you want to make jam? And then she looked at me and the look was enough. The look was enough to say it yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Lauren. She yeah. doesn't make jam. You Some, sometimes the look is just enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so he thinks I'm a hoarder. I don't think you're a hoarder. I think I do. I definitely hold on to things because I always think, oh, well, maybe I'll wear this one day. And then we've had a major, we're doing loads of stuff to our house at the moment. So there has been loads of clothes that we've given to charity and all of that. And there was one coat that I bought from The Gap. I'm not kidding. I think it's older than my marriage. So I've been married (laughs) a long time. So it's got to be at least 20 years old. But do you love it? It's a little cape. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Do I ever wear it? Never. But does it spark joy in you? I don't know why I couldn't let go of it. Mm. And maybe you can unpick this, Chris. But in the big piles of the bags that were going to the charity and I rummaged for it and I took it out and it's back in my wardrobe and I still haven't worn it. Because it brings you joy in some way. But but it's not doing anything. All it's doing is cluttering up my wardrobe. So wear it, wear it this week. Wear it somewhere. Wear it tomorrow. Okay. Wear it. (laughs) Okay. See how you feel in it. Okay. Because if it still brings you joy when you put it on, you must keep it. And if you put it on, you're like, actually, it's horrible. It goes. And you know what, right? I think sometimes because we've all been maybe influenced by Netflix and the Marie Kondo, does it bring you joy? We're trying to tone it down a little bit. We're almost like that might be a bit of a high bar. Almost like does everything bring you joy? If nothing, if everything doesn't bring you joy, does it like, does it then leave the home? And sometimes there's these things like, I have a garlic press. Yeah. I was just right. about to say, like, I have a spatula in my house. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. bring me joy, doesn't but it's very joy, practical. But it's, but, but it's useful, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, we kind of, we, I say we, as in, well, the royal we. The minimalist um, community. The minimalist community, <laughs> the minimalist community, which I've decluttered so much is just me. Yeah. There's, yeah, so there's things that are useful, <laughs> things that kind of add value. And so I kind of say add value and things like that, which kind of tones it down a little bit from, you know, everything needs to be amazing or it's gone. But yeah, I, I've done done this myself, Nicole. So I've, I had, I've still got a couple of suits that I bought for weddings and things like that. And so all my friends are now married. So I haven't really got any more weddings lined up unless people want to invite me to a wedding. Listeners, if you need any, <laughs> any plus ones or want to let me know. Yeah, he's got a spare um, suit I've got going. Suit. Uh, but I kind of used like, I've got suit trousers on today. So I kind of repurposed those things to yeah. be more useful or to add more value yeah so yeah so i just rather than having a really high bar of this special coat this special suit is only for special occasions like you were saying earlier and like every day might be a special occasion um a monday with you guys for me special occasion got my suit trousers on for you you. oh that's very cute i've got my favorite jumpsuit on 
There you go. It does look amazing, to be fair. Well, thank you. But it always, this gives me so much joy, this tracksuit. So whenever I'm feeling a bit low, because it's very brightly coloured, I always put it on and it always brightens me up. So we go with the, is it useful or is it beautiful? Which counts as much as does it spark joy, right? Yeah, does it add value? Does it add value? Is it useful? Does it add value? Does it make me better? I want to know what you think about one of my favourite pastimes, which is leave it in the basket shopping. Oh, wow. I, I online shop. I buy everything, I put it in the online basket, I don't check out. I get the dopamine high without the clutter. Thoughts? Nice. Yeah, I love that. Okay. I love that. I think more people should do that. Why? Because it almost like, if you forget that it's there, was it really important? Yeah. And you still get the high. Do you? Yeah. Knowing you're not going to buy it. Not knowing you're going to buy it, you put it in the basket. But then you go to sleep and then you forget it's in the basket. But you've had that little hit. And then you realise you don't need it. Yeah. Do I need gold high-heeled cowboy boots? No, I don't. (laughs) I did that the other day. I brought shocking pink platform open-toe shoes. We're in November. They're like satin. Where am I wearing them to? Are they in the basket or are they in your house? No, they're in my house. Oh, you actually oh, wow. okay. You followed through. You followed okay. through. Always follow through. Yeah. Great. Always. Good right. to know. And now they're sat there and I don't really want them. And then I went to, re- I rent to return them yesterday yeah. and right. I'd missed the return date. <gasps> you better wear them for Christmas. So now I'm going to wear them. You better wear them for Christmas. Yeah. Let's talk about Christmas, Chris. Let's yes. Do it. Let's because do it. it's such a time a... of indulgence, oh, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. It's the ultimate consumer season. Yes. 100%. We're overeating, we're over drinking. We're overspending. Yeah. You're watching too many episodes of Fools and Horses on gold. Are we still watching those or are we watching yeah, Strictly every, Christmas Special? My, my, We're not. Yeah, my, no. Nicole's not only people in either. their 60s are doing that. <laughs> every time I go back to my mum and dad's house, that's all they've got on is Only Fools and Horses. Yeah. What tips can you give the listeners about how to have a more minimalist Christmas this year? Buy less shit. <laughs> okay, um, excellent. Excellent. Another so, soundbite. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. Just buy less stuff, honestly. like I think I read somewhere the latest stat from... Black Friday, which is also probably might be buying stuff at, on Black Friday or around Black Friday for Christmas. Yeah. 80% of that shit gets thrown away in the first year. Wow. And a lot of it is single use as well. So it doesn't really do any benefit for the planet whatsoever. But how many times have we all got stuff that we've received from friends, family, and you go, oh, that's so nice. Thank you very much. And then in your head, you're going, what the fuck am I going to do with yes. that? Um, li- literally every year and sometimes I still have it now and I'd say to my mum please don't please don't buy me any more coats or scarves I don't need any more but yet she still has to follow through with buying me something because she, you have to open something on Christmas yes. day and so everyone feels like there's this big obligation to buy stuff and I get it you know we get caught up in the culture of westernization of Christmas and giving and it feels good to give and things like that but actually have a think about what are you really giving someone? Are you giving them a gift or are you giving them a responsibility and a burden and the guilt? And so next time you go around their house or next time, oh, I'm going to have to get this big ceramic dog out because, <laughs> because Lauren bought me it for Christmas and yeah. I haven't got it out of the garage and, and things like that. Yeah. So, you know, are you gifting a gift or are you gifting responsibility? More clutter. More clutter. Yeah, just have a think about, you know. So what, what are the ways around that so I'm thinking about let's say my kids for Christmas right and I do want them to open things on Christmas day and you know we have that moment we're all sat on the floor we're all in our pajamas and it is all that and there's wrapping paper everywhere and it's lovely but I am totally invested in what you're saying and it's they don't need any more rubbish it's total consumerism no one can afford to spend money that they don't have at the moment exactly so 
what are some things that we can put in place to avoid that but but still get that joy on Christmas, Christmas morning yeah yeah exactly so if you do do want to buy some stuff which you know I still get value from buying things I'm a human being right I have to buy stuff but you, I buy, you buy hair gel oh I do I, I, buy hair <laughs> wax. I do I do <laughs> Got some decent he's got great hair clubbers great um, hair it's got yeah it's got a lot of movement today i definitely need a haircut which is where i spend my money um yeah buying experiences buying experiences instead of physical stuff will go down probably just as well if not better i don't know if you've seen so, i've seen so many videos on youtube of adults filming kids when they open up a i'm going to disney world yeah yes right those experiences uh kind of start from the time where you tell the person or that person opens, oh, we're going to a show. Plus they have, have all of the anticipation that leads up to the date of the show. Yeah. You've got everything that revolves around it as well. Yeah. And then you, you're you basically investing in memories for the future. Yeah. Um, which when you kind of put it that way, it sounds like a really, really nice way to spend your resources, you know, yes. which are tight for yes, everyone at the sure. moment. So, so yeah, buy experiences instead of, things if you still need to buy some stuff um if you want to have things that are like physical to open consumables are great um i love chocolate so yeah if people want to buy me chocolate I, that's going to be gone yeah, in a few days much more sense um, doesn't it something yeah. you're going to eat use drink yeah yeah rather yeah. than it's going to just sit there like hotel chocolate for example they make such lovely Christmas packages mm. and they're gorgeous. And then you get one of those or you get like Tony's, what's it? Tony Chocolone. You get a gift good. back of that. You'd be like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah, yeah. And you're doing your bit for the planet as well if you buy Tony's Chocolone. Do you know, as well. don't laugh. I've already bought a little uh, selection gift pack for, for my husband for his stocking because I saw it and it was so pretty. It's all the little bars there in a little rainbow box. And I thought that is a great stocking filler and I've got it. Nice. Ready to go. Nice. Yeah, but that, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Can we talk a bit about the unwanted gifts that you just mentioned? Oh, yeah, yeah. The guilt that comes with the unwanted gifts. So what is your advice if you've been given a hideous, hideous jumper and you know that it was quite expensive and that it was bought with the best intentions and you feel so bad, but you just hate it? Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Yeah, I mean, sometimes we don't really need to overthink it, but I'm very, very conscious that we do have this attachment and we have all of these kind of mental blocks that stop us from yeah. doing the thing. Otherwise, we've already done it by now, right? Yes. And so, yeah, you hand over the gift to someone. So the gift giver feels they've done a really good thing. I've bought you something really expensive. I've watched you open it. Mm. So that gift giver has got their high mm. Mm. of seeing your face and receiving it. Oh, this is amazing. Thank you very much. That ownership has now officially changed hands, right? So yeah. you now own the horrific jumper. Yeah. <laughs> and whatever you decide to do with it is yours that's your choice now you own the thing and actually that's where we kind of we don't let go of the responsibility of the thing we kind of bring it back out look i have to love it because my friend bought it things like that um yeah so we get rid of that guilt i think once you kind of know that if it's going to someone who's going to get value out of it who's yeah. going to wear it then you can kind of sleep a little bit easier because what were you saying earlier lauren about the dopamine high when you leave stuff in your basket there's a thing called helpers high mm. as well so when you give stuff to people that you don't need don't use don't like mm. you have a little buzz that someone else 
is going to get real value out of it. They're going to get a real bargain or they're going to get it for free or you're going to help someone. Totally. Um, so, I, yeah, yeah, I remember I yeah. remember even before I went on, on this kind of minimalist journey, when I was younger, I had some really horrific clothes. As in, I thought they were amazing. Yeah. But then I wore them out to clubs and stuff like that. And I'd be like, what am I wearing these jeans that have got a print of this woman in a bikini on down the right leg. They sound stunning, Chris. Exactly right. <laughs> you can realise why I was single for so long, right? I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> I, yeah, um, I, 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 tell me you got rid of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, I don't know. Just checking those... you're not wearing them. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> He's wearing his anyway. suit trousers. I'm surprised. Um, so, yeah. So I donated those jeans and a few shirts. And a few weeks later, I saw a guy. They sent them back? <laughs> <laughs> They didn't don't put them in the. They the didn't put them again. in the Oxfam window. <laughs> yeah, like, don't come back, mate. Um, yeah, I, and ironically, I walked past a guy who was wearing my shirt and jeans. No, no way. You the combo, the actual you combo. You did it. Same combo. Yeah. So I was in. Bro- it was in Bromley. I remember it to the day. That is bizarre. I went out for lunch and I came back and I said to. I said someone's bought or either, you know, managed to get it for free. My old jeans and my old shirt. And you know what, right? They were walking down the road like, you know yeah. what? He, With was the man. he was feeling I, himself. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, in my Go head, you. I was like, yeah. oh my I did God. that. I played my part you did. in that. So everybody won. Maybe the charity shop got a few quid for yeah. I managed to re- let go of some of the stuff that I wasn't wearing. This new guy who was strutting down Bromley High Street... I mean, happy, happy days. Happy as Larry. Yeah. And all, all the women that he's going to repel in them are then free for you. <laughs> exactly. All the clubs he's going to get turned away from. Uh, so. Oh, that's brilliant. That's, that's yeah. brilliant. What do you think about re-gifting? Yeah, why not? I've done it. I've done it a lot. Do you have a... Don't your friends now assume you're going to be re-gifting? They don't get nothing from me. <laughs> they know. He's a minimalist. Do you have a re-gifting cupboard? Oh, Lauren. No. It's I like ha- the champ jars. It's I have a re-gifting jars. box. Do you really? I actually do. Wow. Yeah. Have you got an idea of what you're going to re-gift? No, for never. Oh, okay. Re-gift for no, I would never re-gift for Christmas. Oh, okay. But I like to have a few extra. There bits. are. She has limits. Oh, of course. A few extra bits. Like if the kids get bought loads of crap, mm. but quality, but they don't want it, yeah. I will pop it away because maybe I'll be going around to someone's house for lunch and they've got a five-year-old and he'd love a Hot Wheels car, but mine's too old to play with a Hot Wheels car. That sort of thing. Okay. You oh, like, they're kind of like. Extra treats. Extras, yeah, like little spares. You know what, right? Each their own. If that works for you, you go for it. Great. And the Is good thing... Is that hoarding? Is that hoarding? Well, I think with this whole kind of approach to decluttering and minimalism, it's so individual. That She's actually... so just trying to be part of the conversation. No, it's not fucking hoarding. <laughs> it's just overly <laughs> anal with your organising. Okay. I mean, you can sell it. You can spin it any way you like, right? You can say it's preparing or, I mean, you know, things like you that. Know, but... You're just trying to fit in at this point. I just... <laughs> I'm sorry if I love organisation and tidying up and neat things. And I love it too. Okay. I just can't be arsed with yeah. it. I love it. You have yeah. me. I do it all for you I with know, joy. But, I, but I'd be then absolutely again. mortified at what you would find because you haven't let go of I the neurofilm. I wouldn't judge. Oh, I wouldn't You haven't let go of the syringes. They were extraordinary. What? You remember this now, weren't you? The syringe, yeah. I remember everything. Yeah. yeah. She carries it with her to use as ammunition against me. Can you give us, I'm going to stop talking to you. Can you give us three (laughs) tips to carry on the minimalist mindset into the new year? What do you suggest for us? Because that's what we're going to be doing this week. We're going to be taking your advice. What do you suggest for us and our clubbers? Yeah, well, let's let's do the the three areas then. So the the physical, digital and the mental. So the, the physical stuff is a little bit easier. 
to do because we've all got physical stuff in around our environment. So it used to be where we went out to work. So we used to go to a different place and we come home and the home was the comfort. It was the safe environment. It was your palace of Zen, right? And then over time, we've just filled it full of junk and crap and shit that we don't need. So maybe treat your home like you're just about to sell it. You know, you always you maybe paint it up, you clean it up, you know, treat it like a holiday home. Like you come home every day and it's like, I really, really like to be here. So that's probably one, the physical kind of stuff around your home. The second one is the digital, which we've practiced today. You know, get rid of the apps. The unsubscribing of emails is amazing. Again, this is kind of low effort, high reward yes. type stuff. Yes. Um, just take that extra couple of seconds to see that email come in on your phone and go, yeah. I don't fucking want that shit yeah. anymore. Yeah. Rather than just get that immediate high and you see the red of the delete as you swipe it away and you think I've done my bit and then the following day it just comes back again. Uh, yeah, so unsubscribe uh, and the mental clutter, which is the big one. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah, so, so these are stories, the stories that we tell ourselves over time and even if they're, they're true or false, if they're mainly false, if we keep repeating them to ourselves over and over and over again, they will quickly become our truths. Things like, uh, I can't write a book. Or my English teacher told me that you would never be able to write anything longer than an essay. And so from the ages of maybe... That feels very real, Chris. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. From <laughs> that the feels age... like it's from experience. It is. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, from the age of maybe 17 18 when i did english a level which i failed by the way so i told myself i could never write a book i wasn't good at that and then ironically you know we're 25 30 years later i am here talking to you guys about a book i wrote but can you imagine if i'd have done that maybe 10 years ago maybe 15 years ago if i hadn't had this story that's been rolling around my head for so many years and we all do you know i'm not good enough or i'm not going to be able to do that or i can't change careers you know all of these stories yep. are the blockers that that refrain us from kind of unlocking our potential like you were saying earlier nicole so yeah the mental stuff let's see if we can actually take the thought to court um which is a, a term that's used in nlp like neuro-linguistics practice things like that so when you get these thoughts that are troubling or that are slightly negative you just stop for a second and you go is this real is this true and what evidence and facts have i got to back this up so almost paint the pictures like taking that thought into the courtroom and defending it yeah like it's true yeah and the prosecution going well here's here's the facts here's the evidence that prove or disprove your thought and so i've used that quite a lot of myself and with clients as well and it's almost like magic because you then get to convince yourself that it's a load of bollocks yeah. that you you tell yourself over time that, that it starts to create this identity that you can't do things or you, you can only do certain amount of things. Rubbish. You can achieve whatever the fuck you want. I definitely need to clear out that bottom drawer. There's so much shit in there and you're now inspiring me to do it. I love it. I'll help you do it today. <laughs> no, you can't. It's mortifying <laughs> in there. Maybe it's a journey you need to go on your own, Nicole. Thank you, Chris. I'll support you on it if you need to. Yeah, you we'll just go away. Something <laughs> to be nice. Me and Lauren can get some like uh, pom poms and like yeah. be cheerleaders Motivational from outside. Music. Yeah, yeah, from outside, just looking yeah. in your window, like yeah. Yeah, we can do it. Yeah. And I'll be like, 
<laughs> yeah. I'll do some like warm up exercises. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Okay. Okay. You got this. Well, thank you, Chris. It's my thank pleasure. you for that. Thank you for uh, leading us into a less cluttered Christmas. If people want to get hold of you and see more of your work, where can they find you? Uh, probably the gram is the most active I'm on. I'm not so active on some of the others because you can declutter your social media as well. Mm. There we go. And so yeah, Instagram, nice. just put Chris Love It in and you'll spot the, the big hair pretty quickly. Discovery of Leicester book is available wherever you get uh, online books. Amazon probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. Buy yourself an experience and read the book um, and then give it to someone else. So rather than multiple people buying a book, just keep giving it around someone else. So That's you... very sweet. Don't you want multiple that, that, people that buying won't, a book? That won't make you any money. There's no money in books. There's no money in books. Yeah, we're anyway. learning that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, so yeah, get yourself an experience and then... Um, and then pass it on to someone else who get will get value from it. So. Thank you so much. Thank you, Thank you for pleasure. being here. My pleasure. The Motherkind Podcast explores how to feel happier, more confident, and empowered in your motherhood, even in our world of pressure, judgment, and comparison. I'm your host, Zoe Blasky, and every week I speak to an incredible expert to share actionable steps and powerful lessons to living your life as a mother with more joy and unapologetic confidence. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, just search Motherkind. Kind.